app. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning, South Coast. Uh, You can't talk to Tim, but you can talk to Tom. Uh, I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. Tim will be uh, back with us at the beginning of next week. And I'm filling in for him till the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, really happy to be able to do so and spend some time talking with all of you out there. Uh, We've been speaking about uh, the whole issue of steward health care, which brought us into, um, into why... Uh, they're in the financial straits that they are and the possibilities of us losing, you know, immediate health care providers or hospitals, up to nine of them from here to to um, Merrimack. And um, and it's a really, really scary, concerning situation. And and um, we, we sort of delved into the ridiculousness of the of the federal delegation suggesting somehow they need to get in and investigate. They do and they should to see. Uh, why this is happening, but they already know the answer. It has everything to do with the fact that Stewart Healthcare, seventy percent of their revenues are are from Medicaid and Medicare because their mission is to serve the most marginalized patients, and um, and a lot of that Medicaid care is happening because the illegal aliens that are pouring into this country that the federal government is known about, and these people like Elizabeth Warren and Markey and the rest of them have just ignored intentionally for their own political purposes in violation of the law, um, that's really the underlying uh, reason that this is going on, that we're seeing such a spike in uh, the care at the hospitals. So we um, we really, you know, need to hold these federal legislators accountable and stop letting them play the sort of Wizard of Oz thing like, hey, pay no attention to what's behind this curtain over here, which is what they always do. And they try to make themselves seem like, oh, we're really concerned about this when they've known about it all along. And they're really um, part and parcel as to why this situation has developed to the point where it has impacting our personal health care in our communities and putting us at risk, uh, as well as all the other fallout with regards to schools and and our national security and the other things. So, so no more hiding for these federal legislators and pretending that we're stupid. We know exactly, uh, we know what's going on and so do they, and they've known it for 25 years. And I've, I've personally been dealing with them on this issue that they've ignored with regards to illegal immigration and its impacts on just about every facet of our, of our lives. Um, I, I think we have a caller on the line. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, go to the caller in just a second, but you can get on uh, the line with us at 508-996-0500. Love to hear your thoughts. It's such an important time, and these issues are so impactful on everything that is going on in our lives. And um want to hear from you and what your views are and what you think we ought to be doing in regards to holding these federal legislators accountable to doing the work that they were sworn to do, which is take care of us, our families, and our communities. Caller, we're going to go to you right now. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Good morning. What Good a morning. pleasure it is to hear your voice. Yeah, nice to hear your voice. You're, you're up uh, bright and early, and you sound like you probably already had your second cup of coffee. Oh, I've had my second cup getting dressed and getting ready to go to work. Oh, as a good American, of course. Yes. Well, 
again, it's a pleasure to hear your voice, Tom. And I'd like Thank to you. know how to be an active member of the Trump campaign. Well, I know that you are for the state, but I, I'm looking at something local here, and I'm not finding anything online. Yeah, so if you, if you go to our Facebook page um, at uh, Mass, the number four, Trump 2024, You'll start to oh. see uh, join join the page, the group page, and then um, you'll you'll start to see other links and things that you can you can uh, get involved with. But but we're going to be uh, we have we have a whole organization of um, of an executive group, and then we have our re five regions, uh, one through five across the state, and uh, and they the five regional directors represent all forty uh, Senate districts. And then we have Senate captains who will be reaching out to all the local um, people in their Senate districts to communicate the activities that will be going on, phone banking, you know, reaching out to voters and getting, making sure they get out to vote. Um, also, there'll be probably car caravans. There's going to be standouts. Uh, and there'll be um, potentially some, some fundraising events that we'll be doing, uh, hopefully. Excellent. Getting some people, you know, if we can get the president here, we will. If not, perhaps sure. we can get uh, Eric or Donald, Donald Jr. Yeah, yeah. And um, I know Ernie Bach did when I attended up uh, last last time, uh, mm -hmm. where uh, Donald Jr. and and Guilfoyle came, and and so there, there, there'll All be right. there'll be different activities going on, and and we'll be posting those on the on the group Facebook, which is um, again Mass Number Four Trump Twenty Twenty Four. And um, people should jump on board there and and see what's happening and and uh, once you're you're uh, showing your interest, we'll we'll make sure you're invited and and put Excellent. on the page. Yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, we need we needed Trump, you know, four years ago, but you know, better yeah. late than never, I suppose. Yeah, you and know, get, it's funny. Get, it's, rid of, get rid of this mess that we're in. Ugh. Yeah, and and you know, I was talking about this at the uh, at the beginning of the show that. Sometimes for all of us, there's this, this old saying that in order to get out, you have to go through. Um, mm -hmm. we, we've gone through a pretty, pretty difficult time in this country, and it's taken that to give us a real sharp perspective about the fact that we've kind of we've trusted people in government to do the job. We can't pay attention every day to everything that's going on, but they've essentially mm -hmm. hijacked the government for their own political purposes. And, um, and 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 on both sides of the aisle, and that's why when Donald Trump said, "I'm going to drain the swamp," it scared the living hell out of these people because it was going to expose them for what they've been doing on both sides of the aisle of of hijacking the government, having everything be around their inside politics, their their institutionalized attitudes, uh, while people outside the Capitol are saying, "I need some help over here," and they're like, "Hey, we don't have time. We're busy fighting about this and that and the other thing." And uh, taking care of ourselves and and our staff and making exceptions for us. Remember when they had Obamacare, and I certainly and, do. Then they told us all all of us, "Hey, you all need Obamacare. This is really important." Mm -hmm. Except they exempted themselves and their staff. How do you, of that, course they did. And and that's ex I know you understand this because you've alluded oh, I to do. it. So we have to get to a place now uh, where we understand. Look, we've been through this. We've had a chance now to have our eyes opened. We have to take government back. 
we have to we have to vote for people and hold them accountable if we're going to pay their salaries, pay for the building they work in and the seat they sit in. Let's hold them accountable. No more when somebody goes. I I, I was testifying down in Washington on a number of occasions, and uh, I, I every time I testified, the Democrats every time I, I started my testimony would pick up their they pick up their uh, their cell phones and just start looking at their cell phone. Wouldn't even look at me when I was testifying. How rude! I well, know, but that's that's how it is. It's sort of like, look, I didn't yes, come it to. Yes, And and uh, I remember telling uh, Tom Homan at the time. I said, you know what? The next time they do that to me, and if they do it to you, and we're testifying together, then you know what? As soon as we see that going on, we're going to say, you know what? We took time to come here. You don't have to agree with our opinion, but do not disrespect me. I am not going right. to sit here and give this information to you. Have you ignore me the whole time? I'm out of right. here and get up and leave. Because that's what has to happen where finally they're going to go, oh, no, we're being held accountable, right? Because yeah. you, you can bet that the press are going to be chasing the witnesses out, of, out, out there saying, why didn't you continue? Because we have people here that are supposed to be representing us, listening and understanding where we're coming from because we're representing the people. We have our boots on the ground in our communities. So... So we're coming here to tell you about that so you can make good policy based on what you're hearing from both sides. And you don't even want to hear it. You just turn it, turn it us off because we don't agree with your personal point of view. So That's right. You're here for the people. They're here for themselves. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And they still are afraid of Trump, obviously, because if they weren't, they wouldn't have all of these witch hunts going on, which are going nowhere. The idiots, what they've done is they've increased the um, support for Trump by doing all this nonsense. So good for them. You know, good for us. You know, that's so that that's that's such a great uh, perspective. And, and it's exactly right. And and I do think um, by them doing this, as you, as you said, they they have no idea what's about to happen. And and, and when exactly. Donald Trump said he was going to drain the swamp, here's the real issue. Um, not only did he scare the living hell out of all these elected officials who have been basically abusing their offices and not doing the people's work, mm -hmm. but but Donald Trump didn't, I don't think, even realize this. But when he said he was going to drain the swamp, he didn't realize that it, the swamp went beyond the borders and was was tied in incestuously to the people in Washington, right? They were all money deals and all these other things. And they're sort of, it's like walking into the, to the mob and telling the mob. Right. They, they're all the different, uh, you know, godfathers are there and saying, I'm taking you all down. Your party's over. And, you can, and, and expecting that they're going to go, oh boy, we're in trouble. They're going to, yeah. they, even though they were at each other, for, for a period of time, they're going to join together and say, oh, no, you're not. You're not going to disrupt all our benefits and the things that, are, that, that have helped us personally. We're going we're, we're gonna to do everything we can to keep you from doing that. And that's what we've seen going on. And, and, and to your point, I mean, like any other American, you've seen through it now. And that goes yeah. back to the point of in order to get out, you got to go through. We've gone through and they've basically sharpened our perspective now to say, okay, and the question is, what are we going to do about it? And we need to take government right. back. Absolutely. I'm total total agreement with that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, we need him back. There's no question about it. Our country was in great shape, and this demented moron has just put us where we don't want to be, and we need Trump. And it looks it looks really good for us. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, and and when you say us, it is it is us Americans, right? Democrats, our independents, country. and Republicans. Yeah. Yes, our country. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Caller, well, thank you so much for calling in and, and, and great insights. And you have a great day. Thank you. You as well, Tom. Thanks for and calling. again, it was a pleasure hearing you this morning. Thank you so much. You as well. Have have a good day. So there you are. I mean, you're hearing it from from uh, I think obviously a very informed caller, but but also an American who I think has expressed what most people are going through, which is a very very difficult time, and having to have to look at it and say, okay. What are our choices? We don't, we don't have to be led around by our noses anymore by these people in Washington. We need to take it back. And if people are going to do the job, we're going to be there for you 150%, whether you're a Democrat, Independent, Republican. If you're doing the job that matters to us and our family, that's what we care about. Uh, politics aside, we've, we've had enough. And it's our time in history. All of us were chosen for this time to, to take back America and give the opportunities for our kids and our grandkids going forward by taking on this responsibility at this very difficult time. We're going to, um, we're going to talk a little bit about before, um, after the break, we'll, t- we'll talk more, more about this, but uh, one of the things that is the, well, one of the most important things right now on the minds of the American people and the number one issue that, we're seeing in the polls with regards to this presidential election is the issue of illegal immigration. And I believe that it is the most important issue because it crosses every facet of our society from healthcare to our educational system, to our national security with, with uh, known terrorists coming in over our border and, a, and a, an administration in Washington, DC that basically is telling us, Hey, the border's secure. I mean, how insulting. The border's secure, and you just need to pay no attention to what's going on behind the curtain over here. Just just look over, over at a different place because the guy behind that's pulling the levers behind the curtain um, is actually trying to, trying to fool everyone, and they don't want you to see it. So, so they're basically saying that the border's secure, uh, we have resources. We're doing everything we can to keep the border uh, secure. We're, we're cutting down fences that are trying to protect the neighborhoods, the federal government now. you got the state trying to protect their, their, their territory. And you have the federal government trying to make it less safe for the people uh, who live in those areas. So we're, we're at a, um, a bit of a war with regards to that. And um, we're going to come back and talk about that. And then we're going to get into the Results of last night's uh, primary, which is uh, which is going to be pretty phenomenal. We're going to go to break, and uh, we'll be right back. 508-996-0500. I'm Tom Hodgson, filling in for Tim Weisberg. Want to hear from all of you uh, on these important issues when we come back. Good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson, filling in for Tim Weisberg. 508-996-0500. Um, it's almost 7.30, so I'm guessing most of you are up in Adam and probably had at least your first cup of coffee, dressed, ready to go, which means you're probably ready to get on the lines and just uh, call in. Tell me what your thoughts are about uh, not only what uh, what we saw last night in the, in the uh, primary uh, results, but, but also the things we've been talking about um, 
in the first uh, hour and hour and a half, uh, which have to do with, <clears throat> I think, um, directly the the results that we saw last night in the in the New Hampshire primary, and that has to do with the quality of life in our communities. The we talked about Stewart Healthcare the possibilities of nine hospitals being shut down because seventy percent of their their income comes from revenues that are derived from Medicaid and Medicare. Um, and and um, their mission, of course, is to serve the most marginalized patients, which is, which is honorable. But the problem is the reason that we're having such difficulty financially, their $50 million in back rent, is because the Medicaid payments come in slower. They're lower. And, um, and uh, they've had a uptick in that in dramatically because of the number of illegal aliens coming into the into the country that need health care and um and are not going to get turned away and consequently we're our our quality of health care is is at risk now of the potential imagine some of these hospitals that we are are local to us being shut down how far are we gonna have to go to get emergency health care never mind you know just uh, long-term care so <clears throat> this is a real serious issue, but it has everything to do with illegal immigration. Uh, and for the next, for this next segment, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, why we are at this this place in regards to the lack of enforcement about our immigration laws, which has everything to do with an inept Congress, uh, and then, of course, now this inept administration in Washington, D.C., who are basically saying, come on in. You have Mayorkas telling us um, the border's secure. I I can't think of a greater insult than to have a sworn elected official who's supposed to be in charge of the border looking us in the eye and playing us for fools, which is what he's tried to do, and he thinks we're stupid, and we're not. And we got his number, and um, hopefully he's going to get impeached before before too long. But... Let's, we don't have to go to Washington to see how bad it is. We have, uh, we have uh, Eldridge, S- Senator Jamie Eldridge. We have Representative Ruth Balzer, Representative Manny Cruz, and Middlesex DA Marion Ryan pushing hard and trying to find these, these uh, logical arguments, which they'll never find, to convince the people of Massachusetts that we now get this. At a time where our country is is bleeding from from the effects of of uh, this illegal immigration problem, these people want it. They're, they're hoping now they have a bill filed that this is going to be the year they're going to make Massachusetts a sanctuary state. Now, I want you to think about this. These people are wanting to make Massachusetts. Officially a sanctuary state. I mean, you got to be blind, dumb, and stupid. Well, deaf and dumb. To not see or hear what's been going on and the impacts that are affecting our families and our communities and this nation with regards to our national security. And, and to have us designated as a sanctuary state only sets up the alarms for all of us to see that we're probably now going to officially be a place that 
people in Texas, Arizona, who are overwhelmed with people coming in are going to say, okay, you're a welcoming state. You've designated yourself as a welcoming state. Well, we'll send you as many illegals as we can possibly get transported up to you because you're telling us this is a place you want them to come and that you're going to, you're going to accept them with open arms because we don't want them in our state. They, we can't even send our kids uh, to the barn to check on the livestock because we're afraid somebody's hiding in there. This has gone on for them for years and years and years. Um, the fentanyl overdoses and all these things that are going on are um, out of control. And we got senators and, and representatives in Massachusetts now saying, well, it's not, it's not enough carnage yet. We're, gonna, we're, we're more concerned about these people who violate the, the laws of this nation. We're more concerned about them coming in and taking care of them than we are about you, you people in Massachusetts who have worked all your lives, who are already making sacrifices to deal with the costs of this illegal immigration um, pro- problem that we've been dealing with for over 25 years and now is at a crisis, standpoint, a crisis point. They're more concerned, and they you elected them to take care of you, not to take care of people who violate the law. And some of the things that they talk about is that they need to do this because it'll it'll create more trust between local law enforcement, and they, they'll take the fear of deportation out of um, interactions ranging from reporting a crime to driving without a driver's license to being arrested to being arrested on a criminal offense. Think about that. That it'll 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 take the the fear out of them about about being arrested for a criminal offense and being identified as being here illegally and being deported. This is these are people that are elected in Massachusetts, trying to cover for these people who are committing crimes against us, so they won't be deported, so they can commit more crimes against us. How outrageous is that? This Jamie Eldridge is is off the reservation when it comes to to representing the people of this this state. And he ought to be t- he ought to be voted out as well as Balzer and the rest of them. They don't they're not interested in what matters to us and our families. They're interested in their politics. And if you want to be a woke representative of people um, that that are violating our laws and coming into this country illegal, move to Mexico. Go move down there and represent their interests from the other side of the border, but don't try and do it here and put the burden on the people of Massachusetts. It's not okay. We're going to go to break, uh, and we're going to be back, and we're going to talk about uh, the election results. I have a guest in studio I'm going to introduce, and uh, and then we're going to talk about the the primary results up in New Hampshire, and uh, 508-996-0500. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. We'll be back with your calls and more, more talk after the uh, break. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. Donald Trump is a step closer to the Republican presidential nomination after winning the New Hampshire primary. And just a little note to Nikki. She's not going to win. She's not going to win. But if she did... She would be under investigation by those people in 15 minutes. While speaking to his supporters, Trump called on former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who says she plans to stay in the race for the White House. The former president predicted he'll easily win South Carolina next month. The win cements Trump's role as the clear frontrunner for the party's 2024 presidential nomination. President Biden is looking for support from members of the United Auto Workers ahead of the presidential election. Biden will give a speech aimed at union members today at a legislative conference in Washington, D.C., 
The president has shown support for the UAW by joining workers on the picket line in recent strikes. Boeing is ordering a one-day quality stand-down at one of its factories in Washington as concerns over safety mount. The move is just the first of many stand-downs planned at the aircraft maker's factories. It comes after a number of safety incidents, including a panel blowing off a 737 MAX 9 mid-flight earlier this month. A U.S. congressman is calling on Texas officials to ignore a Supreme Court ruling allowing the federal government to remove razor wire from the southern border. On Tuesday, Republican Chip Roy of Texas said state officials have a duty under the Constitution to protect and defend the citizens of Texas. This week's anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision putting a spotlight on abortion. Pro-choice groups worry that a second Trump presidency will further restrict access nationwide. The reality is if Republicans win the White House, we are very likely to see a nationwide abortion ban. Wendy Davis is with the political arm of Planned Parenthood Texas. She says there's little the Biden White House can do in the lead up to the election. They can't wave a magic wand, she says, and protect abortion. That's up to Congress, which is deadlocked on issues like border security and foreign aid. The Los Angeles Times announcing mass layoffs as it cuts about a quarter of its staff. California's largest daily paper laying off 115 people from its newsroom. The cuts were anticipated. The owner says the paper is losing between 30 and 40 million dollars each year. And Oppenheimer leads all films with 13 Academy Award nominations this year. Christopher Nolan's historical drama is up for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor. Meanwhile, Greta Gerwig's Barbie, the other half of last summer's Barbenheimer phenomenon, is up for eight awards. But it got shut out of some of the biggest categories, including Best Director and Best Actress. And a movie partially shot in New Bedford and Fairhaven also nominated for Best Picture. Paul Giamatti nominated for Best Actor. The movie is The Holdovers. The 96th annual edition of the Oscars will be held March 10th in Los Angeles. Turning now to the South Coast, the entire Massachusetts congressional delegation demanding answers about the financial crisis at Stewart Health, which operates St. Anne's Hospital in Fall River and Morton Hospital in Taunton. And Sunday bus service via the Southeastern Regional Transit Authority starts this weekend. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Bruins wrap up their five game homestand tonight playing the Carolina Hurricanes at TD Garden game at 7:30 and tomorrow night it's the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat some fresh snow on the ground this morning here's your full forecast with ABC6 we're expecting light icing this morning across southern new england and that does include western parts of our state so take it easy out there be very careful and this will be the case until the temperature rises above the freezing point of 32 in the afternoon, we're expecting for gray skies to continue with rain. Temperature in the upper 30s. The rain will continue overnight tonight with temperatures reaching the mid-40s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cidel Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on, uh, get on the show and give us your views and your thoughts about uh, all of what we're talking about this morning or whatever else is on your mind. Uh, so we're going to go right to our first call uh, this, this hour. Morning, caller. Caller, you there? Yes, do you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, I can. 
Well, you know, I want to talk about this immigration thing, and I think I, I think everybody needs to really think outside the box. I mean, you know, we're we're getting we're getting uh, migrants Im- immigrants coming over here, and they're coming from Venezuela, San Salvador. They're coming from Nicaragua now. If you look at their culture, you know their their culture is totally different than here in the United States. And my opinion is they really don't want to or or care to assimilate to this country. So they're sort of they could be bringing in, you know, their cultures, their beliefs. There, okay, it's a matter of fact thing. This this is going to happen. Now you got to think outside the box here and. I just hope that the scenario scenario of them finding and organizing and eventually finding a very charismatic leader that will stand up for these migrants and say, hey, you know, we want the housing. You know, we're entitled to housing. We're entitled to pay. We're entitled to health care. And... They could organize in L.A., they could organize in Chicago, and that's when the people of this country and these politicians are going to say, hold on, what the heck did we do? And, and it may be too late, right? And it may be too late. Right. And, you know, the, the cartel is basically what I think, anyways. They're placing these people in these geographical locations and if you look at the average person the average they're young healthy young men yes you know yes and you know they don't have any money they don't have an income they don't have any prospects for a job so they're easy pickings for these ms-13s the latin kings uh, I mean, what I understand and what I heard is that there's actually a couple of sections of New Bedford that's basically being run by these groups. Oh, not just New what Bedford. What are your thoughts on that? Well, not just New Bedford. Look at look at uh, New Hampshire. I mean, they have a serious, serious drug problem up in New Hampshire. And who would have ever thought, right, with the, the, that the, the drug issue from the border would have reached New Hampshire? Um, but... But the fact of the matter is we know, and I, I remember during my time as sheriff, I, when I, I worked very closely with CBP and others, and was down at the border five different times. Um, so I understand the issue inside out. But, but what we learned is that they were trying, MS-13 was moving into the Northeast because they were trying to retake um, the territories. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, and so, so this whole issue... Uh, of of people, the the cartels coming in and the, the the sex trafficking and human trafficking that is out of control in this country. I remember being in Washington and I was over at the Fox Studios getting ready to do a segment, and the te- technician walked in and said, "Oh, so are you here to talk about all the kids that are missing?" I think there's eighty five thousand children missing in this country, and and this is all predicated by and large by this issue of human trafficking that's been going on and the cartels are making billions of dollars on this 
Billions. Billions of dollars. Yeah. And to your point, which is a really good one, if we don't hold, if people want to come to this country, look, we're the most generous country in the world. We bring in a million people a year before this illegal immigration issue, legally. Right. And, I, and right about now, what I hear is somewhere around 12, 15 million. Yeah. And, and, um, and it'll get close to 20 million before this, before now, we change administration. And if you look at the whole population, and if you look at the whole population of this country, was it 320 million? Yes. Okay. Now, and if and if you've got 20 million of of new people coming into this country, into this country, what happens if they start to organize? Well, that that was your initial point, and I think it's a good one. Uh, if we don't hold to our our values and our principles as as America, and we allow these people to come in from other countries and start to impose for example i mean this is a simple example it's not it's not on that policy issue but but i'm told that they're they're door dashing haitian food down to the south coast from a haitian restaurant in uh, boston because the haitians that are here don't like the food um the, the american food now that might not seem like a, a big deal but it's a perfect sort of micro example of what you're talking about. Why Why would we be paying for people who came into this country illegally, don't like our food, and having to make adjustments for them to have it door dashed down here? Um, you, ha If you don't like the food here and you prefer it in your own country, then stay in your own country. But don't expect well, I mean, that. that and Sorry. that goes to the point that they, they really do not want to assimilate. Correct. And be being an American, they, they could care less. Correct. What they want, they, they come they come over the border carrying their Venezuelan flag. Right, and it can't be a smorgasbord of whatever, whoever's coming in from whatever countries. You can just pick and choose what laws you want to follow, what what um, traditions you want to follow. You can have your traditions, but we're not going to give up the American traditions so that it can become a, a smorgasbord of all different traditions from other places that that uh, basically overshadow and eliminate the American traditions. Uh, you come here, you can integrate those things, and that's what's made America great, by having all these cultures and, and, um, and groups come in here and help contribute to make our tradition stronger, but not to take them over. I got to go to break, caller, but great, great okay. uh, points you're making, and thanks so much for calling in. We'll be back with more calls, 508-996-0500. I'm Tom Hodgson. Be right back. Boy, I love that song. And uh, you can't help but be moved. It's uh, it's actually a, a song that's often played when, when President Trump is about ready to start a rally. And uh, boy, did he have a rally last night. Uh, New Hampshire primary won his third New Hampshire primary. And uh, I think that's a record. No one has ever done that. I don't believe. And, um, and uh, he set a record in Iowa as well. And that's what I want to spend this uh, next segment on and uh, probably all the way up to 9 o'clock hour because I know you all are very interested in, in what's happening and, and I want to hear from you with regards to your thoughts on the, on the results of the, the New Hampshire primary. But I have a special guest in studio with me who happens to be the vice chair of operations for our Massachusetts Trump campaign, 
Uh, his name is Chester Tam. Uh, he was in a couple of days ago. We were we were chatting about uh, our experience up in New Hampshire uh, last weekend, and um, and thought it'd be great to have him in to talk about uh, the post um, primary election up in New Hampshire and and uh, his thoughts and 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 hear your thoughts about about what this means going forward. Is it going to be uh, the end for Nikki Haley? How is that? How's that all going to work? Chester, thanks so much for coming in. Good morning, Tom. Thank you for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. So 50, 54.5% Trump, 43.2% Haley. Did you expect a bigger margin uh, of win for, for President Trump? So I kind of did expect a bigger margin just because of what happened in Iowa. But, you know, you got to think about how different New Hampshire is compared to Iowa, right? The, the voters that they have there. Um, but, you know, the, even though the, the margin of victory wasn't as large as we expected, it still was a double-digit win, right? Right. And um, Which is big. It is big. It, for New Hampshire, that is very big. And the fact that they pretty much called the race very early on, it was, you know, the first time I looked at it was right around 8 o'clock, and you already... The, the Associated Press already called it for Trump, right? right so, right. Uh, I mean, they're still counting now, but, you know, uh, it, the win was huge. And, and it was, you know, it was felt. And, and for Nikki Haley to come out and say that she still wasn't going to, you know, drop out and continue to fight on, I mean, I think it's really time for her to, to take a step back and say, you know what, I think the American people have spoken and that we should, um, you know, all unite and fall behind President Trump. Yeah, I agree. And we're going to we're going to hear from callers. I'm sure. Um, I, I think we have one on the line. We'll go to in a minute. But but um, that that's the that that's the question. Of course, I did hear a one of the big financial supporters of hers prior to the results coming in last night saying, if she doesn't win New Hampshire, she really ought to step out. And and I think, you know, for some. Some might bridle at that and say, well, wait a minute, it's an election. Why shouldn't she be able to stay in? Well, she, she could be able to stay in, right? Uh, and, and if she wanted to, should be able to. If, it's her, if she's going to spend the money and do those things. But there, there is a question about if you're not going to win, um, wouldn't it make more sense, given the number of people, elected officials across the, across the country who have already come out and endorsed President Trump, at a time where this country needs unification and you have a obviously a superstar you know um, candidate in, in Donald Trump in the way he's drawn so many people from Democrats to independents and Republicans who are excited now that the country is now perhaps going to come back to its basic roots and give people back the opportunities they had before you know lower inflation you know, uh, safer communities, a secure border, all these things that perhaps the right thing to do if you know you're not going to win is get out now, be part of the last piece of unifying the party so that they can focus on on what's gone on wrong with the Biden administration and what it is that they're going to do to as a as a party to fix it and as a country to fix it. Oh, you're absolutely right. You know, I think um, her continuing on to, you know, be in this race, 
I mean, just think about all the funding that it's going to take her to continue on. Um, why not use that and kind of back the, you know, President Trump? I, I think that's the right thing to do. And I think the American people will fall, will align and fall behind that. Yeah. And, and President Trump is a, he is a competitor. But once, once things happen, once things happen um, where, where they competed in politics is a, is a competitive sport, when they compete and, and then they say different things to each other as part of the competition, right? After the game, you come together. You know, okay, you beat me this time, but maybe I'll win next time. And, and you unify because you have common interests. She does. I think she's got a lot of talents. And I think she would do well for encouraging America to come together too when they can see, hey, these two people were opposing each other, but but now when they realize, okay, this is the person that's going to carry it forward, I can be okay with that and come together and unite, that that would be a good example, a good model for the country. Do you agree? I agree. I mean, you've, if you just look at what happened um, during the 2020 debates for the Democrats, um, Biden and Kamala... They, I mean, they attacked each other on stage, but once, you know, once Biden won the nomination and uh, they came, you know, they, Kamala pretty much backed Biden and he, she's now his, you know, uh, vice president. I mean, they've right. said each other, they've attacked each other on the stage and they've come together and they've worked together. So I think you're absolutely right in that uh, Nikki and um, President Trump. Uh, should work together from going moving forward. Yeah, we got that, that's that's exactly right. We, we we got lots more to talk about about this, but we have to go. Uh, we got to pay for this show, you know, so we got to go to commercials. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, good morning, South Coast. I'm Tom Hodgson filling in for Tim Weisberg. We'll be back uh, next week. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is the way you can get on the show, and uh, love to hear your views on the. Results of the uh, New Hampshire primary last night. It's the third one that President Trump has won. Uh, and this one following a huge win in Iowa. <clears throat> and um, and I think the beginnings of, um, of a real unifying uh, movement in the country to get us back on track. Uh, in, in studio with me uh, right now is our vice chair of operations for the Massachusetts Trump campaign, Chester Tam. Uh, who's been um, been immersed in the in the campaign with me and others, and um, traveled with me up to New Hampshire? Uh, we didn't just have good news last night. Uh, we had good news. I think it was yesterday where it broke that um, President Trump will be on the ballot in Massachusetts. Uh, you and I went up to the ballot commission hearing when uh, they were trying to argue to get him off the ballot, and. Uh, it, it appeared to me, I think we talked about this, Chester, that uh, the arguments weren't really very sound. And, and when they came down with their decision, the commission said that they basically can't rule because as running in a primary does not mean that, for example, President Trump is running as the nominee at this point. Uh, so so they don't have the, the legal authority at this point, according to the commission, to be able to to take that kind of an action. And I understand it's going to be appealed by those, but by, by the legal counsel, but I think it's going to fall on deaf ears. Don't you? Yes. And, and the, the, the ballot commission, you know, when we were at the hearing, um, just 
looking at their facial expressions and body language, you could kind of already tell like that they uh, weren't for the arguments, and uh, they 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 were definitely going to keep Trump on the ballot. Yeah, I had an my I, I had the same feeling that watching them that it seemed as though they had already.